It's week 14, no, right? This is week 14, yes. Yes, it is, Anthony. Damn, man. Welcome to the Sports Gods Pick Show. This is your host, Ace, Malik, and Ant. Yep. Just, just to recap our win-loss last week, as I should be doing every week at the top of the show. Yes, you I, it's, it's, it's interesting that you, it's interesting that you <laughs> re- remembered to do it this week, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. So the winners, to the victors, go to spoil. I mean, I am the host, so I do get to decide the flow of the show. Anthony, uh-huh. shout out Anthony for going five and zero in his best bets last week. Thank and you. Thank a you. very good repeat performance this week on his best bets, going four and one, with his lone loss being picking against, um, I believe it was my my pick with the New Orleans Saints. No, actually, actually, it was yes. He who you pick against? Let me let me take a look. Um. No, and actually, oh. and actually cleaned up. He the, the he reason why he was four and oh. one is because he actually didn't make a pick for. He didn't make a fifth pick. Fifth so game. He actually, okay, so I'm not gonna hold. Okay, so he went four and one because he didn't make a pick for the fifth game. I, I went five and zero. Oh. Malik went two and three. What are you gonna say? Yeah. No, I should have made a pick. You should have made a pick. Well, yeah. I'd like to think that if you had made that pick, it would have been Arizona. Maybe. Wait, Arizona didn't cover. And you did pick Arizona, so you went three and one. Hmm? Oh, you know what? He did go three and one. Yeah, you went three yeah. and one. Can you pick Arizona? I'm looking at last week's picks on the sheet right now. I uh, try so to take away, try to take away my wins. No, okay. I'm not trying to take away. Anything. <laughs> I'm just okay. That's what the formula says. So yeah, no, you went I'll three and give one. Give you a bonus win, so you were three. I and gave one. him one. Yeah. But either way, that's still seventy-five percent. So, kudos to you with a two-week percentage above uh, eighty. Which is impressive, considering mine's was uh, what two and five last week, and now I'm two and three last week, and now I'm five and zero oh this week. And also, for the regular season, I finally had a great week, going eleven and four. We were all above five hundred, so I hope y'all listen to us and put those bets in because I was eleven and four, and was nine and six, and Malik was nine and six. So clearly, we're dropping jewels out here. So I hope y'all ain't missing them. Anyway, my my second straight week over five hundred. So. Exactly. I'm keeping it rolling. So on to this week's picks. So what did y'all so to recap last week, what 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 were the best games that y'all really saw that you were that you weren't shocked by? That you were like because the three games that we agreed on, they all came through. New England, crushed. Green Bay, crushed. New Orleans, crushed. The Lions um, crushed too. Baltimore came through <laughs> at the end. Yeah, yeah, they did. And Miami barely got by Cincinnati, just barely, with that 11.5-point spread. I think they won that game by exactly 12 points. Which was 12 points, yep. Like, damn, they're going to cover this with a field goal. Um, probably the game, that, the game that actually was most intriguing or most enjoyable um, for me – well, I'm sorry. The game that was most surprising, I'll start with that one, was – the Giants going up to Seattle and smothering that, that Seattle Seahawks offense. Um, no one predicted that. I think 
the, the sharps were not on it. Nobody was on it. Despite the fact that, you know, the Giants had won three straight going into that game, mm-hmm. you know, nobody gave them a fighter's chance. Vegas had them as 10-point dogs, you know. And, yeah, the spread, the spread just exploded. So I was like, there is and, – and, and, of course, no Daniel Jones for the, for the game as well. So, exactly. you know, the expectation was that they were going to get, you know, they were going to get the brakes beat off of them. And they came out and, and handled business against a, a really good offense that was, health, that was getting much healthier. So that was probably the biggest, um, the biggest shock for me. The game that I think just – I had a it – was, it, was it, it was an interesting cover – was um the late the, the Monday game Washington Pittsburgh, you know, yeah. watching that game and seeing not only Washington cover, which is what we all you know, which is what you and I you know talked about um, last week, but then seeing them actually pull the game out was was actually really impressive. So that um, touchdown with Montez Sweat batting that ball away was huge. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, those were the two games for me that, that that really stood out, and of course, the obviously the Lions game. But that was more of a that was that was more of a surprise. I don't. Again, I think if you if you took those two the two games between the Lions and the Bears, yeah, are a microcosm of our team's respective seasons. Ace. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you we win games that we're supposed to lose, and we lose games that we're that everybody believes that we're supposed to be winning. Yeah. Um, and that's basically what happened. He had to do was just not fumble. Just, just don't, just don't put the ball on the ground in that situation. Just hold on to the ball. Up <laughs> by seven points with like, what, like four minutes to go, and I was like, oh, we got this. Mm-hmm. Like fumble. And I was like, ah, oh, this shit again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that, that it was a good weekend though. It was, a, it was, a, it was a good, it was a good week overall. I'm all, I'm just, I'm also glad there's no like, there's no more Tuesday football. That's weird. Hopefully, I think it's wood on that one. I'm not gonna lie, like I enjoy kind of watching the second half of that because I have a two-year-old, so my kids asleep. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's some dude, but like usually it's like random college football games. Like they'll put my school Buffalo's in the MAC conference, so they'll have Buffalo play in the middle of the week, or the Sun Belt, or Conference USA. But it's like I'm watching two NFL teams playing on Tuesday or on Wednesday. It's like this ain't right. Like, nah. I'm supposed to be. Well, I mean, especially especially if you play fantasy football, right? Because yeah. if you play fantasy football, Tuesday, you're putting in your waiver job. claims. Yeah. Like Tuesday, you're putting in your waiver claims. By Wednesday, you're supposed to be getting, you know, figuring out who, who got who or, or checking, the, you know, checking who got dropped and all of those things, yeah. you know, and preparing yourself for the Thursday night game. And then, you know, the following Sunday, when the games are being still being played from the past week. On a Tuesday and or a Wednesday. On a Tuesday and a Wednesday. <laughs> and, you know, God forbid, you actually, you know, you're actually you up Lamar or Jackson down. Like, you're starting quarterback. Yeah. You're like, who do I play? You don't even know. Play you don't even know if you're going to. Exactly. Lamar should, should beat the brakes off him. And you don't even know, like, you don't, the result of your game. Like, week 13 for most, you know, not, not for your league, Ace, but for most leagues, week 13 <laughs> is the last week of the, of the regular season, you know. In the, and so people are playing for playoff position. You got to wait till Tuesday. Oh, I just imagine yeah, people understand out there that people need to understand out there. Aces league for for some reason goes to the end, All and you have to you weeks. start. Yeah, you have to play. You know, start looking for the bottom of the barrel players that you know come out of nowhere and stuff like that. Oh, we're gonna be playing this guy we never played before, but also he's a superstar that week in the championship That's game. It. Pick up Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah, Jalen Hurts is the move That's right my, now. It's my guy. You know, you might need to get uh, who's the Jets quarterback this week, Anthony? Is it going to be Sam Darnold or is it going to be Flacco Statue? 
It's still gonna be it's still gonna be Sam Donald. He's gonna play he's gonna play it around, play it out. Pick up Alex Smith, y'all. He's gonna be playing in week seventeen. You're gonna need that is him. true. You're gonna need to be throwing 35, pick, 40 times a game to win this. You're gonna pick up a Jets quarterback for the last week, pick up on what's the name? Captain Captain Morgan. The Jets Jets is drafted to be this year. Or whoever uh <laughs> yeah, whoever what's it? Or if you have the Chargers quarterback, he's gonna be playing, but who knows if he'll actually get a touchdown this week, so if you get shut down by the Pats defense at home, that is not a good sign of things to come. Or maybe they just schemed and knew what to do to stop him because he was a rookie, and Belichick can just beat rookies. But oh man, that was, was a beatdown yesterday. That forty-five to nothing game was like people in New England were like, "Wow," they were like, "Cam's unstoppable." And then this week they're like, "Oh, Cam's very stoppable." <laughs> so he went from a hero to a zero to a goat and won the whole week. Because they weren't playing such a great team yesterday, but like. Yeah, it was good enough to be. It was good, good defense. Yeah, it was good defense. Thing. You know that defense is good. They've got good. You know, they've got good, good uh, secondary. And you know, Cam still doesn't look right throwing the football. I don't know if it's the shoulder, um, you know, the COVID situation that he was de- he was dealing with or whatever. But he just doesn't look completely right throwing the football or completely comfortable. Could also be the fact that the receivers. He doesn't have much to work with from a receiving standpoint, too. So, yeah, no one's really. A few guys are outperforming their draft position, but Enkil Harry is unperforming his. And I keep bringing him up because I'm disappointed because I thought this dude was going to do something, but apparently no. So, moving on, <laughs> we're going to hit the first game this week with my Chicago Bears hosting the Houston Texans, two teams that have underwhelmed this season that people both thought would be playoff teams. One has already fired their coach. It looks like Matt Nagy might be on his way to getting fired unless they can figure this out real quick because this is year three, but he did go to the playoffs, so maybe that should buy him an extra year to figure out the quarterback because they did have Trubisky before they got him as a head coach, so that may be something that he could work with and get the GM out of there. Get somebody that he actually wants. The Bears are actually underdogs by one and a half points. I don't see how this works because um, – as long as they're, I, I can't say that as long as their defense, because their defense have looked them down the past two games. They gave up 33 points at home to Detroit. Didn't see that coming, but there was a lot of turnovers. Khalil Mack's still playing hurt. Um, Houston Texans defense has stepped up and they've been getting a good pass rush. Their offensive line for the Texans is a little bit better than the Bears. The only thing they could have going for them is that it'll be really cold on Sunday, and they're from Houston. But um, aside from that. They don't have to worry about Will Fuller. Uh, the Bears' quarterback is still trash. Uh, I could still see the Bears maybe covering because they're getting a point and a half and just losing this game by a point, but I could see this being a blowout. But I'm going to pick against my team, which I don't usually wow. do. Yeah, I'm going to take the Texans because the Texans don't have much of a run game. And when the Bears play teams like that, they're usually able to beat them. So if you can't run the ball against them, they can just – pass rush the hell out of you because you can't you can only double team max so much without letting somebody else through the line and usually that leads to a lot of turnovers but Deshaun Watson is used to running for his life with this team and he'll find somebody open so I'm going to take the Texans to win this as a close one I think it'll be a terrible low scoring game so I'm going to take the under which is a 45 and a half I'm going to take the Texans winning like 20 to 17 or 14 to 7 something crazy like that 14 10 Texans Malik. Oh, Ant. Ant, sorry. That's a, well, um, listen to everything that you said. I'm just going to go to the polar opposite on this whole thing. 
I'm just going to take Chicago this time. I'm actually going to take Chicago in the under. I, I agree with you in the under part, but I'm going to definitely take Chicago in the under. They're not going to get rid of their GM and then keep on keep the coach. coach there. No, they're not going to keep the coach and get rid of the GM. The they, GM. They're going to get rid of both of them if anything happens. So they're going to be fighting for their lives here. I don't know, man. Ryan Pace, is, uh, he's made a lot of bad decisions. He's drafted a few good people on defense, but he's made a lot of bad decisions. He also traded Leonard Floyd or let Leonard they, Floyd walk. If they want a real good GM, they're gonna have the GM. The GM the GM's gonna want to come in with his own person. Isn't Mike McCagnan still available? Should if you it, it should if you get him, then you know then you definitely gonna want to go down the drain. Good luck on that one. But anyway, I'm like I said before, I'm gonna take Chicago. I'm taking Chicago in the under on this one. All right, Malik. Yeah. Um. Funny, you know, I don't. I don't know if this has ever happened before, where the the person who's actually the fan of the team goes against them and the first the people who are not fans of the team go for them um i have such little faith in trubisky being able to play well in a game I, if your offense puts up 30 points and your defense is like their defense is above average right like the 13th ranked defense if you score 30 points in one game against the lions you can't hold that lead this is what you're telling me y'all can't get a turnover to, to get make this cook like okay well so um, and so I, I just give a little bit, a little bit of context for me, at least. Um, I think is Akeem Hicks going to be out there? Is he playing? Yeah, he's going to play. He played okay, last so, week as well. <clears throat> right. So Akeem Hicks will be out there. Um, the, the Bears defense, you know, when I watched, you know, watching the game last week against the Lions, the Bears defense, they came to, they came to play. Um, they, what they couldn't do, you know, I mean, really against the, against, against the Lions offense was, um, they couldn't they couldn't prevent the deeper the deep passes. You know, when when they couldn't get a pass rush, they couldn't prevent, you know, Matt Stafford from, you know, moving the ball down the field with his arm and, you know, making making big plays and getting big chunk yards. That's basically why the Lions were able to come back because they were able to score quickly. Um it was a similar offense to that? The Texans. Well, but the but the person that you didn't mention um, here that I think is going to be is should should factor heavily in this game is David Montgomery. I mean, David Montgomery had a huge game against the Lions. Had a really good game the the game before that, and I think this is just his. I think this is his coming out party, um, and maybe just the fact that he's there with Mitchell Trubisky, who also can run. Um, you know, as that element of of you know intrigue around whether or not he's going to be able to do this look if Matt Nagy knows what's good for him he you know leans on the David Montgomery leans on the running game the Bears aren't totally out of the playoff chase uh, at this point so they have something to play for Houston is definitely out um, you know for all intents and purposes and you know and the Bears are at home and I think I think that that's going to that has to mean something Um, get that defense to you know you know pin the ears back get after uh, Houston's offensive line, get after Deshaun Watson, make him a little bit nervous back there, and 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 then lean on your running game and just run the football down the field. Here's the thing, Ace. Yeah. If the Bears do what they did last week, they should win this game. Okay. What they didn't do last week, the only thing that they did not do well last week was protect the football the at the end of the game. That was it. Yeah. That was it. Trubisky didn't have any any, any exceptions. I know. Um, you know, he just, he just didn't protect the football at the end of the game, and the defense allowed too many big plays. Prevent the big plays and don't don't fumble the ball fumble the ball away at the end. I think Bears win a close one. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll, say, I'll still take the under as well. This is well. I'll tell you this: if Chicago wins, right? 
they're at five wins, right? They're five and seven. Okay, so they need to. They're win five and seven now. They they would be yeah. six and seven if they won. So they need to win the next four games. They have to win nine games. Well, they have game. to win out. They have to win out. Mm-hmm. They have to. They have to win out. They control their own destiny. Technically, no, they don't. They have to win out. They need the Giants to beat the Cardinals. Which right. Is coming up, they need. Um, they need the Giants to beat the Cardinals. They need the Seahawks to lose to the Jets. No, not the Seahawks. They need San Francisco to lose to Washington. They need Philadelphia to somehow beat the Saints. <laughs> and they also, yeah, exactly. And they also, they need a lot of loss. They need a lot of losing going on, especially in the NFC West, because the Rams already did their thing against the Pats last night. Right. So they need two teams that should win these games to lose as well. So when they lost to Detroit, at their possibility of getting a 10-win 10 10 win season, that's out the window. Because they right. lost to San Francisco earlier. And so they need some other teams to lose. They need the Carolina Panthers to lose to Denver. Like, they need a lot to go their way. So them making the playoffs at this point is kind of like Baltimore making the playoffs. They got to win them all. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's slim. Not, but I don't know. So I'd it's slim, but at least the they – they, At this point, just, just keep losing. They've got tank. something to play for for at least they do for at least the next couple of weeks. They can't really tank. How do you start out five and one and then tank? But it is what it is. Like they got yeah. They need to lose some more games to get a better quarterback. And I was I was liking the QB out of BYU, but after seeing him play against uh, Coastal Carolina and get handled by that defense, it's kind of letting me know maybe the QBs in this draft aren't exactly you know what we need. But that dude down in Florida, he's been doing his thing, so I wouldn't mind them getting him. Mm. Although I'm a big, bigger fan of Kyle Trask, that tight end down there. So we'll see. Um, next up, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, wait, before you go with that, yes. I just want to say one thing. Yes. But this was one of my locks of the week. Chicago's one. <laughs> Chicago Bears, one of your locks of the week. Yes. Word? Yes. Okay. That, just just seems, that seems spiteful. But I'd like to say, <laughs> yeah, when you did that last week, just a little I won bit. and you lost. I want to point that out to our listeners. Hey, see what happens. Just saying. 11 and 4. 11 and 4 speaking here, folks. Okay. Go Bears. Go Bears. Go Bears. Bear down, baby. Bear down. Bear down. All right. Our, our season record so far, I went 73% last week. So that brings me for the whole season up to 35%. With 40 wins and 57 losses, 42 wins and 55 losses for Ant, and leaks with the big lead of 46 wins and 51 losses. <laughs> I'm closing in on 500. I am closing. I, all I, I, I need two good. I need two two more good weeks, and I'll get there. Exactly. So if I if I start crushing it, just get 11 wins these last four weeks of the season, I might be able to catch Malik. I might be able to chase him down. But this is a big if there. This is, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right there, Texas. I see you. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Minnesota Vikings, favored by six and a half. After having a bye week very late in the season, which kind of benefits an older team like that, I think the Buccaneers are going to beat the brakes off of the Vikings. This is a quick pick. This is my lock of the week. I'm taking the Buccaneers. Um, Dalvin Cook is still banged up. This is the number one rushing defense in the league. If they have to lean on Dalvin Cook to win this game, they're not going to win. I'm taking the Bucks. Lock of the week. Malik. Yeah, it's going to be tough to pick against the Bucks here. Um coming off of their coming off of their bye week, but also coming, you know, coming off of back-to-back losses. Um they clearly I think they clearly, you know, maybe maybe they were maybe maybe they were like, you know, they were 
you know, slowing down a little bit. You know, it's an older team, got a lot of, you know, guys who have been in the league for a long time. Um, this might have been an opportunity for them to recharge a little bit, get their, you know, get, get their feet back under them. And um, this is the first game of, you know, them taking, taking, taking control of their playoff uh, fate and putting themselves in a position to, um, they're not going to host anything, but, you know, they need to go on a run. Right. They need to get themselves into a run so that, you know, they're going to play their first playoff game on the road. They are not going to be back in Tampa until the Super Bowl. If they, they plan on getting back to Tampa, it won't be until the Super Bowl. So, you know, all these games, these home games that they have now, you know, they've got to win these games and they've got to win in, you know, in pretty, pretty, um, you know, convincing fashion for, you know, the, for, the, for, for any fans of the, the Buccaneers to believe that they have a chance. Um, of getting back to the Super Bowl, um, you know, for the first time since uh, 2003, was that team? Um, the team that beat the... Uh... Well, technically okay. it, was, it was 2003 because they played in February. Right, right, right. Last time, yeah. That was... That was yeah. Um, Sapp and... Who's now on Sunday Night Countdown? Uh, yeah, I know, he's on, I know he's on that morning show, Keyshawn, Will, and Zubin, son, I believe it. Son, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. He's hosting a morning show. Yeah. His son is now in college football. Right. How long ago this happened? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think you have to pick Tampa here, even if you don't really, you know, even if they, you know, they have not looked good these last few weeks, just getting them off the bye and getting an opportunity to, you know, play at home against a team that's still not, you know, they're, they're not great, you know, struggled against the Jacksonville team that they, sh- they probably should have lost to. Um, and I thought they were going to lose to. I call um, them, <laughs> And, um, no, they we and we know what they are, right? Yeah. Uh, we know exactly what they are. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think that I think that that over under fifty three and a half is going to is going to hold. Um, so if I had to if I had to shoot one way, I'd shoot to the over there. So I think the score is going to going to get up there and the points will get up there. But uh, I'll take Tampa Bay to, to to hold for it and I'll give the six and a half. All right, and what do you got to say? Yeah, you're gonna have to make it three, three for three here. I'm gonna go with the Bucks as well because they're coming back. They're coming back from the by. You're, before the bye, they definitely needed this because before the bye, you had Antonio Brown, you had all these other players that they had there, one ball, all these players. That bye gave them the time to actually settle things down, know what players we're going to actually use, when we're going to use them, and how how, how we're going to use them. I think they're going to make their run and get into the playoffs. So I'm definitely going to go with Tampa Bay in this one. I'm taking Tampa Bay in the under in this one. All right. Next up. We got the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars have still not managed to win a game, but they are still trying to tank for Trevor Lawrence. I don't even know who the number, who the second best quarterback in college football is because that's Justin Fields. Talking about, I would, I don't know because Justin Fields played one tough team, which is so far Indiana, and that seems to be the toughest game he's played so far is against Indiana. And he really struggled against that game, and they almost could have lost. But he is very talented. Well, that's what they're putting up right now. A, no, but you're right. They probably are going to end up having to draft him because he seems to be the guy. I'd like to think that there's somebody else a little bit more seasoned out there, but Trevor Lawrence seems to be the short pick, and the Jets are very committed to losing, along with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who won a game. So well, The Jets actually wanted to win last week, but that's a different story. Mm, want to win? Because they willed the loss. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're gonna so, put one, if you're gonna put a rookie named Lamar Jackson out there, 
Well, Lamar Jackson's have been pretty good in the NFL so far, so I wouldn't blame it on the name. I'm going to have to blame that one on the, uh, you know, when you get no pressure and you have no help on defense, that generally leads to a touchdown over the top. I'm not, I'm not a football expert, but when you send the house and the house doesn't get home or knock <laughs> on the door, then, uh, yeah, they kind of break through the windows and go, huh, what? Oh, yep. it's open? You're just going to walk right into this end zone? Okay. See, the only problem Thank with you. that part is, well, yeah. we could talk about this later. The only part about it is just that this is what happens when one coach knows the other what the other one is going to do already. Yeah. There's no tanking in there. If they know, listen, coaches have tendencies just like players do. So mm-hmm. if you learn, learn a coach's tendencies, you'll be able to learn what their play calling strategy is going to be unless they decide to just switch it up out of nowhere or, you know, make a couple small changes, but that's hard to do. Well, if a head coach actually yeah. jumped into the, the thing and called a timeout on that, but anyway. It's, it's hard to do in week 14. So that being said, long story short, I'm taking the Titans and the over. It's over 51 and a half. The Titans should beat the brakes off of Jacksonville. They've been playing pretty good on offense, but their defense is not going to stop Derrick Henry. If you have him this week heading into the playoffs, play him. Good luck. You should crush your opponent. They're going to have, he's going to have like 200 yards and probably two TDs or something. So count on that. Book it. Tennessee Titans. Malik. Sounds like that's a bet, best bet for you. Is that you making Tennessee a best bet already? Mm, you know what? I may at the end of this, at the end of this, but I'm looking at some other games that I think are even easier. Honestly. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna roll with Tennessee as well. Look, the one the one thing about Tennessee that we know pretty pretty you know consistently is that they can score. They can score against pretty much anybody in the in the NFL right now. And, you know, it's not something that we would have said, you know, two years ago, especially when, you know, they started playing Ryan Tannehill on a regular basis. But Tannehill has, you know, done well against good defenses. He's done well against bad defenses. And Jacksonville definitely qualifies as the latter. So, you know, they should be able to score pretty much at will. And although I don't necessarily believe in the Tennessee's defense, I'm not crazy about, you know, picking them. I, I do believe they, they should be able to, you know, withstand the, the onslaught that is Mike Glennon um, and, 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 the, and the Jacksonville Jaguars offensive juggernaut. Um, I, you know, it, it scares me, obviously, because Jacksonville has played, you know, you know surprisingly above you know, what their level is supposed to be. I mean, they're not, they're not supposed to be covering some of these games that they're covering. Yeah. Um, and so I definitely, you know, could see a Tennessee, you know, Tennessee giving up more points than, than you expect. Um, but I still think that they're going to be able to hold off the seven and a half. They have to, they have to win this game. They have to, you know, hold for, hold for old Fort. And so even though it's in Jacksonville and yeah. you don't want to give that much points to a road favorite, yeah. um, I think you kind of have to here. So give me Tennessee and um, I'll take this. I'll give the seven and a half and I'll take the over as well. Well, this isn't even the best, biggest road favorite of the season. Remember the Jets and uh, I believe it was like week nine or 10. We're giving up like 11 and managed to not cover that. So, yeah, there's always them. Jacksonville has the least amount of defensive interceptions in the entire league. And your pick. Well, while I want to go with you guys, I'm going to have to go the opposite way. I know this sounds weird. Yeah. yeah. I know Ace would like that because, you know, he is already banking on this and, you know, maybe help him get closer to Malik. But, you know, I doubt that's going to happen. But as far as for my pick, <laughs> I'm going to go with Jacksonville in the, um, in the over in this one. The reason why is because, yes, Tennessee is a definitely a, a, definitely a good team. But Jacksonville was actually giving Minnesota some trouble last week. 
Was it last week? Yeah. Yeah, it was last week. Okay. I actually think Jacksonville really wants to win. They're not trying to tank for Trevor. They're just that bad, is what you're saying. They're, yeah, they're just that bad. But I can see Tennessee sleeping on them and Jacksonville actually pulling this out. I'd like so I'm going to go with Jacksonville in the, in the over in this one. Tennessee's leading the division at 8-4. and four. Jacksonville's at the bottom of the division at 1-11. and 11. So that would be like, let's put it like this, that would be like the New York Jets beating the Bills. It can happen. the last three games of the season. It can happen. Yeah, this is a division game. This can, it can happen. Any given Sunday. I, I, any given Sunday. Next up, we got the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> the, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cowboys are getting three and a half points, which shows you how much Joe Burrow means to them Bengals. Um, also, Joe Mixon is not going to play. Uh, I feel bad for the head coach of the uh, Zach, Zach Snyder. I feel bad for the head coach of the Bengals because he's not going to get to figure out the rest of the season with uh, his star QB. Um, maybe Mike McCarthy can salvage a game and win this, which would actually get the Cowboys back into the playoff picture and give the fans a little more hope, which I enjoy because it's fun with the Cowboys fans actually having something to cheer for. I'm going to actually have to take the Bengals to cover. I think the Cowboys win this game, but I don't think the Bengals lose it this badly. I'm going to take the Bengals in the shootout. I'm going to take the Bengals on the over. It's 42 and a half. Bengals cover plus three and a half. This is not a best bet. It will be a fun, terrible game to watch. Malik. Um, you didn't mention anything about the Andy Dalton revenge game. Yeah, that's what I was this is the, this is the Andy this is the Andy Dalton revenge no, game. He's going you. he's going back home. He's going back home to Cincinnati where he played I can't remember how many years, but he played, you know, obviously every year of his career. Nice. You know, he's he was, you know, by far, I mean like Pointing out I don't. I, I, getting revenge would be like Blake Bortles playing against it's, Jacksonville. But it's <laughs> it, no, no. What? I, but it's it's. He, he is. He is by far. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to call Boomer Esiason, if you want to, you know, use Boomer Esiason, he is at the very least the second most uh, accomplished quarterback in the history of this of this organization. Oh, at, or at least Boomer or at playoff le- games. Exactly. That's what I said. At the very least, he's the second most accomplished quarterback in the history of this organization. <laughs> so, that said, I mean, this is a this is an opportunity for him to come to go in to go into Cincinnati. You know, put up a good performance, show them like, hey, maybe you shouldn't have kicked me out the door. Maybe you should, maybe you should have had me, you know, mm-hmm. kept me on as as the, you know, the bridge quarterback, you know, to your to your number one overall pick that wound up, you know, unfortunately getting hurt and uh, and, and and kicked out of, knocked out of the season. You know, maybe you know, the, I, I'm willing to bet that that to your point, the uh, the head coach Zach Taylor would be, would feel much better if if he had you know Andy Dalton still as his quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of Brandon Allen. And, and that's not even, that's not even to say anything negative about Brandon Allen. You know, this is a veteran quarterback that, that knows the system, knows the, knows the, you know, and knows the area pretty well. And, you know, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to lean Dallas here and I typically don't like to lean Dallas, but I'm going to lean Dallas here and I'm going to give okay. the three and a half, you know, to Cincinnati. And, you know, if, if there's any game that the red Raider should come through in, it should be this one. The red, needs to, the, red the red I'm sorry, the red rifle, the red raider, whatever he is. I've been playing Red Dead Redemption for the last couple of days, and uh, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> um, but if there's any game that he should come through here, I think I think this is a good one. And you know, not for nothing, I think I still um, Ezekiel Elliott, he's got to come through at some point. Dallas has more talent; uh, they're the better team, and you know, this should be a motivation game for them. So give me Dallas, and uh, what is the and I will take the. 
I'll take the under here because I don't think either team is going to get over, you know, 20, 24. Okay. I'd like to point out both of the teams have the um, some of the worst defenses in the league. And this is the yeah. same team that got a tie with the Eagles. So if the Cowboys are going to score on anybody, it's going to be the Bengals. And if the Bengals are going to score on anybody, it's going to be the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I can see this game going seven. I can, I can honestly see this game going seventeen seven. Like, like honestly, yeah. um, as well, because you know we could just have putrid offenses on the on the opposite side. So we'll see. Go ahead, Ed. I actually see the opposite. I always go with Cowboys in the over in this one because I'm gonna put respect on Andy Dalton's name, uh, even though I don't really like him as a Cowboy. Put a respect in the man's name. This is come back for revenge. Ace. Put respect on right. his name. Sure. Mike McCarthy is trash as a as a quarterback as a uh, as a coach. But still, I'm putting respect on Andy Dalton's name here. Okay. Give, me, give me Dallas. Give me the Cowboys. Give me them in the over. I'm taking them all day. I hear you. I'd also like to point out, for any big college football fans, Arizona State is beating Arizona in a rivalry game, 70-7. to Yeah, much of a rivalry then. Uh, well, it used to be. Just because you don't like each other doesn't make it a rivalry. Rivalry means that rivalry <laughs> means that that I beat you as many times as you beat me. So therefore, we are rivals. If I'm beating you seventy to seven, no, no, there's no. This is like uh, Especially this, college football. It's historic. Yeah, this 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 is like when uh, <laughs> on was it on, on Twitter? You know, after after Chadwick Boseman passed away, and uh, yeah. and my man. My man Omari Hardwick said that him and Chadwick Boseman had a rivalry of some sort. Like, like, dude, there was no, there was no rivalry, ghost. There was no rivalry, ghost. Nobody, nobody was checking you. You guys were were up for the same role. Like, you don't know. Maybe they both auditioned for Black Panther. You don't know. But you, you know. If, the streets if, will never know. If Chad, you know I don't. I won't even. I won't even deny that they may have both been up for the role. But what I will say is that if Chadwick, if Chadwick was was one, Omari wasn't two. I'm, I'm pretty sure I <laughs> might be like five or something. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Carolina Panthers host the Denver Broncos. See that smooth segue? The Carolina Panthers are minus three points to the Denver Broncos, who actually have a quarterback starting this week. Derek, it's a Drew. Sorry, Drew Locke, who actually played pretty well last week. Yeah. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is actually having a pretty good season. Mike Davis is getting things done. Carolina is not looking at the playoff spot, but they are, I believe, four and eight on the season. And I think they're going to get to their fifth win. So I am going to be taking the Carolina Panthers to cover this one at home. The over-under is 46 and a half. I think it's just going to barely hit the over. Um, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers with my lock of the week. Malik. Uh, I was just pretty sure we didn't skip a game, but okay. Let's we do. do. I thought we, 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 we skipped cat we, we skipped Arizona oh. and uh and New York. Oh, oh, you know what? We did, but we're gonna keep going with this because Okay. Nope. No problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> teams battling it out. Yeah, Um Yeah, I, I really wanted to I wanna pick Carolina. You know, the only thing about this game is um so you guys know Christian McCaffrey uh, came up limp uh, with a quad quad injury uh, and hasn't practiced in the last two days, so he's not playing. This was supposed to be his. This was supposed to be his comeback game, um, and he was supposed to, you know, you know, be Christian McCaffrey. And it, to me, that would have made this game an easy, easy yes. pick. Yes. Um, and 
now it's just a little bit more challenging because of that. I'll still go Carolina um, just because I believe in Teddy Bridgewater. I believe that the offense can still do it, do, do, do pretty well. And, you know, suffice to say, Robbie Anderson is the top 15, top 20 wide receiver in the NFL right now. Yeah. Um, and so Carolina has, you know, somebody that they can, um, they can look at somebody on their offense and say, we have the best player of, you know, both offensive, offensive groups. Uh, with or without Christian McCaffrey out there, so yeah, give me Carolina, and um, I will take the under here because I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna hit hit a low score. All right, yeah. Carolina has both Teddy Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson. Both used to be on my Jets too. Just, just a fun fact here. But anyway, I'm definitely gonna take Carolina. I'm gonna join with y'all guys because I do not trust Denver in this one. I'm gonna take Carolina. I'm gonna take them in the under in this one. All right. Moving back up to the Arizona Cardinals visiting the New Jersey football giants who are now leading their division with a massive five and seven record. You know, you just got a bunch of um, angry fans there that want to say New York giants, right? Who? Call them New Jersey giants. Well, you know, you got a bunch of angry fans now. They should, they should play in New York. I don't know what to tell them. Right, that's not that's <laughs> up to me. That's, you know, talk to the Mara family. They, you know, they want the tax break. Move back across the bridge, man. I don't know what to tell you. It ain't up to me. The Arizona Cardinals are favored on the road, minus three. I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to play. I think that might actually set the team back because Colt McCoy was very steady. Daniel Jones probably would have turned the ball over, which would have given Seattle more chances. Arizona has a much, much better defense, and that is going to travel. Um, Larry Fitzgerald is off the COVID-19 list. I don't know how well he's going to play, considering he is at at-risk age. Um <laughs> The Arizona Cardinals should be able to get by with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who should have one of his biggest games of the season. So if you haven't gone to the fantasy playoffs, kudos to you. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals. This is going to be another one of my locks of the week. I think the Cardinals are going to smoke them. The over-under this, for some reason, is 44 and a half. Cardinals are going to beat the brakes off the Giants, 35 to 13, getting to the over at 48 points. Arizona Cardinals for the win. And... It, this is actually a really hard game to pick because, you know, the Giants showed some spunk last week. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They can actually repeat it for this for this week for all we know. You know, so we're all going to be betting against them. And So you think the Giants are going to be able to cover one of the best receivers and also one of the greatest receivers of all time? I ain't say all that. Oh, so. Because so <laughs> so Larry Fitzgerald's still playing, right? And so is uh, DeAndre Hopkins, am I mistaken? I ain't saying all that. I'm just trying to give some content to, to this to, to this podcast. You know, I'm still gonna go with Arizona on this one. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. Russell, you don't see dummy stamped on my head right there. Didn't Russell Wilson get sacked like nine times in that game? Like something yeah. crazy like that, like six, seven times. So, I, 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 I think Arizona played. took that film to heart. The defense played great. I will say that the defense for the Giants played great last week. They went up to Seattle and they did the, they did their thing and they took away a lot of chances. Um, DJ Metcalf didn't have a big game, which I was kind of shocked by because their secondary has been very shaky. But I think Arizona's a little bit. Kyler Murray being able to run and actually run outside the pocket helps them. But I hear you. They, I'm not going to say. Well, you know, no, I am saying they're going to get rolled over. I think Arizona's a better total team, and they will take it to the Giants. Anthony, you can finish. Uh, like I said, Arizona and the under. Malik. 
Yeah, um, I don't agree with anything either one of you has said with respect to this game. Just, just, <laughs> just, uh, just know that I am. Just know that I am. I am going with the Giants. Uh, I'm taking the points, and I am putting them in as a best bet as well. Um, look, the Giants have won the four straight. So this is a team that lost their first five games, mm-hmm. and have won five of their last six since then. Um, they're five and seven. They're leading the division. These are the games that they have to win well, because the I'm, they're, they're, they're leading the division because, you know, they're tied with Washington whom they beat twice. Mm-hmm. So they, they have the, you know, the decided advantage there. Yeah. Um, and so they have to maintain pace. Um, but more than that, uh, I honestly think that Kyler Murray might be, might be nursing something. Um, he, I've watched the last couple of games. I watched them against the Rams last week and I watched the, the, the game that he played against New England the week before, and he's not running anywhere near as much as he ran earlier in the season. Um, he's just not taking those opportunities the same way that he was. And he's getting caught in the backfield. You know, uh, those, 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 sh- uh, shifty moves that he was able to do to use, to get away from defenders when they, when they were able to get past the offensive line, he's just not doing them as much anymore. He's more, you know, just running straight, running straight out of bounds, throwing the ball away. Um, and we already, we already know that he's a, <clears throat> a bit on the shorter side. So, you know, staying in the pocket has never been his, he can do it, but it's not, you know, it's not his default. Right. Um, and so I think just giving the Giants, you know, at home three points, a team that's clearly got some momentum right now, has played really, really well the last few weeks um, and showed up and showed out against a team in Seattle that I think is better than Arizona. And so I would say, you know, you, you say, you know, for, for, for your Duke, uh, New Hopkins and uh, Larry Fitzgerald, I'd say Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf were just as difficult of a, of a challenge. Um, and, and they were taken care of and they were handled. So, yeah. and, and I would say Russell Wilson is, you know, a bit of a higher, higher quality, higher caliber quarterback than Kyler Murray and he was handled. So, you know, I'm not going to say it's going to be a, you know, a blowout one way or the other. Um, Daniel Jones is supposed to play. Uh, he has been practicing this week, so he should be back out there. Um, take that for what it's worth. It may be a net positive, may, may not be, um, because Colt McCoy may have just been a little bit more steady of an option there. And Daniel Jones does have fumbling and turnover. He's turnover prone, okay. which, you know, is a little bit scary. But I'm going to take the three. I'm going to take the three points, and I'm going to roll with the Giants to, you know, to at least cover, if not win outright. Um, but I'm hoping that they win outright because I'm putting them in as a best bet. So I want to see that actually happen. So give me the Giants, and um, I'll take the under here because I think that if the Giants are going to win this game or even cover, it's got to be a low scoring, uh, and Arizona can't get past, you know, 30 points or else it's going to be a problem. Gotcha. All right. Moving on to the next game of the week, we have the Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Miami Dolphins. Chiefs are getting seven points on the road as the Dolphins barely beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, I shouldn't say barely. They beat them by 12 last week. Very low-scoring game, kind of sloppy, but they got it done. The Dolphins' defense has been stepping up more and more every week. Kansas City Chiefs got by a pretty tough game last week and moving up to 11-1, and tying for the lead by beating the Broncos 22-16. to um, At home, which is not a great showing for them. They keep finding ways to win. They have the best quarterback in the game. They have the best tight end. And their wide receiver is just terrorizing people in Tyreek Hill. Um, the Dolphins have a lot of young defensive talent. I don't know if the Chiefs can cover this or if this is just exactly too much. 
and this game ends up being 28-21 or 28-24, it kind of makes me want to pick the Dolphins, but it's hard to pick against the Chiefs, even on the road, in a warm-weather environment. The Dolphins really need this game, and, but I just don't believe they're actually going to win. It's whether or not they recover. And whenever I am in that, I always tend to pick the road team. But a home favorite like the Dolphins, this team is just a little bit too young. I think the Chiefs secondary is too good for Tua, and it will force him into some mistakes. Um, he is not completely all the way back healthy, but he has been practicing, and he's definitely going to play. I tend to lean towards the Chiefs in this one. This isn't a lock, but I think the Chiefs should be able to win this game, and I think they should be able to cover by nine points. Give them a field goal here by Harrison Bucker, or maybe a couple of turnovers. I'm going to take the Chiefs on the road. Malik. Uh, I'm going to go in the other way. I'm going to take Miami here. Um, I think that the you know, Tua being back, um, I think I mentioned it last week, uh, Tua being back is, is a sign that Miami, first off, it's a sign that he's healthy, which is great. Um, but it's also a sign that Miami, <clears throat> when he's out there, they, they're not going to take a lot of, they're not going to take a lot of chances with the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs are not the type of team. You don't play around with them. Can't. <laughs> you, you, can't don't, you can't. You just got to play it straight up, um, you know, uh, try to control, you know, ball control, um, you know, control the line of scrimmage. And, and then that's what Brian Flores is all about, you know, coming from, coming from the Patriots and, and having a defensive mindset, you know, on, on his, uh, you know, as his game plan. So I expect that's what Miami's going to do. Um, and in doing that, they will do the job of at the very least covering, covering the spread. You know, um, Kansas City would not have covered the spread against Denver last week. You know, they were, wow. they were favored by 14. They won the game by six. So True. clearly they are, I won't say that they are, they're playing down to the level of competition, but they're not uh, trying to, you know, you know, blow, blow people out. Uh, they're not, you know, going all the way out the way that they have in some, in other games. And so, uh, I can definitely see this game staying close uh, and Miami keeping it relatively interesting all the way through to the fourth quarter. Um, uh, so I won't pick Miami to straight to win it straight up, but I'll definitely pick them to cover the seven. And that's because I also think they're a pretty good team um, and they should be able to hold, hold for it. And this might always might wind up being a playoff matchup. Uh, if things, well, things, you know, break out right, Miami might have to be going back to KC to, to play them in a playoff game. So it'd be good to see if they can, hold their own and feel confident about that. See if they have to might play back there in a couple of weeks. So I'll take Miami um, and I will, you know, I'll gladly take those seven points uh, for that cover. Quite possible. And also to help your argument to attack of Viola has not thrown an interception, although he right. has taken 10 sacks. Right. So. Yeah. He is willing to, they are willing to, I mean, he's willing to sacrifice his body, but they are willing to play the field position game punt, play some defense and, uh, you know, enforce you into bad situations. The other thing is Kansas City still has not shown uh, an ability to run the ball consistently with Edwards Hilaire and the Le'Veon Bell pickup has not netted, you know, major results for them. Um, so, you know, I, I think that there's a lot resting on Patrick Mahomes' shoulders and he's doing an admirable job. He's the MVP of the league in my opinion, but um, Hey, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean Miami can't make it can't make it interesting can't keep it close. So I'm trusting Brian Flores here. Man. Well, as far as for fantasy is concerned, but Bills the Bell pickup has been ruining my rookies running backs um thing. But as far as this game is concerned, which we which everybody's really listening to for, I'm going to go with the same thing with Malik. I'm going to go with on the Dolphins on the under in this one. 
Brian Flores is still my favorite um, coach. And he's coaching things the right way. I really think that he, he's going to have a scheme ready to go to go against Kansas City. And I said this last week, and I think I said it the week before as well, Casey is not really trying to score a whole lot of points. So don't keep putting this over really high and stuff like that. Uh, I, I really, every time I see it, I go against it all the time. So right now I'm going to go with Dolphins and the under in this one. All right. Good pick. I respect it. Moving on, we have the Indianapolis Colts visiting the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are getting three points at home, which is kind of surprising to me, but I guess they really just don't believe in Derek Carr and that team. I believe Josh Jacobs is going to play for the Raiders. He is their leading rusher with nine TDs and about 800 or 900 or so yards. Oh, about 800 or so yards in the season, 780-something. The Colts just seem to be a more solid team. Jonathan Taylor had a really good game last week and was back. Um, the Raiders somehow had a miracle win against the Jets, and a team that they probably overlooked and took lightly on the road. And going back home, I don't think they're going to overlook the Colts. I just think the Colts are a better coach team and a more cohesive team. They're one game ahead of them, both in the AFC but in separate divisions. Both of these teams need this win to stay in the playoffs. Colts need to possibly get to the head of their division to tie the Tennessee Titans, and the Raiders needed to possibly make the playoffs at seven and five. So I am leaning towards the Colts, being as they both need this game and they're not overlooking each other. The Colts seem to just have a better team overall and a much better defense. So I'm taking the Colts on the road. This game could end up being a push, but I just lean towards the Colts because they have a better, more experienced quarterback and younger running back and a running back by committee that seems to be working with uh, Naeem Hines and also Jonathan Taylor. And their wide receivers are finally starting to play a little bit better, whereas the rookies for the Raiders are very, very inconsistent, including Henry Ruggs, who's been very good, but just not great yet. But he still has time. Colts for the win and the over, minus three. And yeah, I'm going to go with Colts, too. I'm going to go with Colts with the under in this one. Um, the Raiders should have lost last week. There should have been no Henry Ruggs touchdown. We all know that what that was about. That was a stupidness. But anyway, they're not going to get a chance to do that again. And the Colts is a, a better coach team, in my opinion. The Colts are a better coach team, and in my opinion, they're going to win this. But I got them in the under in this one. Malik? All right, Malik, what do you got to say? Yeah, it's a sweep here. Uh, we're all taking the Colts. I will say this is the, probably the toughest of the three games for me to call, of, of all the games uh, this week for me to call just because I didn't, you know, the, the Raiders have been really tough to watch and to trust the last couple of weeks. First, you know, that blowout loss that they took in Atlanta. And then once you, and then after that game, you figure that they want to come out and make a statement against the Jet team that they were favored heavily against and, and should have, you know, should have blown the doors off of. And they play again down to their opponent and almost, you know, give away one that they that they should have they should have won relatively easily. Um, and so, you know, Indianapolis comes in as not just the better team, but probably the hungrier team, um, given that they are, you know, they're they're still probably smarting a little bit off of the loss that the that they had against uh, Tennessee uh, at home a couple of weeks back. Uh, they were able to beat Houston, which again could have gone any could have gone the other way if uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't fumble that ball at the at the end of the game uh, on the like I think it was like the two or three yard line he was on uh -huh. you know where he fumbles the football so you know they could have easily lost that game and so everything plays relatively close to they play everything close to the vest 
the one thing about the Colts is that um, you mentioned Ace, it could be a push because the Colts just play games so closely. Rodrigo Blankenship is, is bailing them out of games left and right. And, you know, so giving the three is just really tough. I'm glad it didn't go higher than this. I'm glad we're not, hit, we're not seeing this line at four, four and a half, uh, or else I probably would have taken the Raiders um, and, and begrudgingly done so. If I was really betting, if I was putting money on this, I'd probably stay away from this game entirely just because of that. But because we're making the bet and, you know, trying to keep, to keep, to keep things normal, I'm going, to say, I'm going to take the Colts as well. So we're going to go clean sweep here, Colts and the under. All right. Next up, we have Anthony's beloved New York Jets being visited by the Seattle Seahawks or visiting the Seattle Seahawks, getting – 13 and a half points on the road. I think this line is too low. I think it will go up. Um, even after the Seahawks losing to the Giants in a very close game of 17-12, I think the Seahawks should win this game. But I'm going to let Anthony go ahead with his pick first. Well, before, before, we, before Anthony picks, I just have a question for you, Ace. Yeah. Why, why do you insist on saying New Jersey Giants, but you don't say New Jersey Jets? Because nobody in New York cares that the Jets are in New York. <laughs> wow. There is no county in the state of New York that is a majority Jet fan county. Um, maybe, maybe. That's true. That, that might, that's probably true. That's Suffolk, probably true. Queens, Kings, Bronx. I don't even know what Staten Island County is called. Richmond, I think, right? Something like that. Yeah. And New York County, which is Manhattan. Manhattan, right. No county is owned by the Jets. They just like to say they're, they they lived in New York. And they were the last <laughs> team that played in New York State. That is true. That so is true. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and call them that because maybe they just couldn't afford their own stadium. You know, they're not doing so well. So they could have afforded their own stadium. But... When the Johnson family, who owns Johnson & Johnson Baby Powder, gets around to buying a stadium, some land maybe, they'll, they'll build them a nice stadium. Who knows? They, they wanted one in Manhattan, but, you know, James Dolan said no. They could have had one next to the Mets. But, you know, that would have led to them winning, and they're committed to the tank. That's how committed <laughs> to tanking they are. They've been committed Ooh. to tanking since 2013 when that stadium deal fell through. So, moving on, Anthony. Well, Ooh, since right. the – well, the Jets are a horrible team. We already know that. But they're even more horrible when they go from East Coast to West Coast. They usually lose these games badly. Mm-hmm. So, that spread – yeah, that, that line could actually go up, yeah. But um, this Jamal, this is gonna be the Jamal Adams revenge game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put his name out there. Yes, put some respect on the name. He he just better not run to the left side of the Jets, because he's gonna get run over by Highway 77. Mikhail Beckton. Wow. If the Jets do what they did last week, which is run to the left side, they actually can keep this game pretty close. So I'm still gonna go Seattle, but I'm gonna go Seattle and um. In the under in this one. Actually, I'm going to take the points, too. I, okay, I just want to point out two things before I make my pick, so I'm going to go second. Mm-hmm. When the Jets had to play Kansas City, they lost 35-9. When the Jets had to play the Colts, they lost 36-7. That's going out west. When the Jets had to play the Chargers, they lost 28-34. to And when the Jets played Vegas at home, we know what happened because that was just last week. So going west has been horrific to them when they play actually quality teams. Actually, I like to take C- – sorry to interrupt. I just want to take Seattle on the over and change my mind on that one. But anyway, keep going. Oh, okay. You were going to take the Jets? 
No, no. I was going to take Seattle anyway, but I was going to take the under, but I decided to switch to the over. But anyway, uh, back to you. I'm going to take the over as well. I have to take Seattle because I just have to believe that they're not going to overlook anybody after what happened last week with the Jets, with the Giants. And they can't afford to lose any games because they want to actually win their division and have an easier road in the playoffs with these home games. Because it's hard enough traveling with uh, coronavirus as a team. You don't want anybody getting tested positive. So being at home in your home environment probably makes guys feel a lot more comfortable. And I thought they would have played better against the Giants and swept both of the New York area teams. So I am going to take Seattle, beating the brakes off the Jets. I'm going to have this game at about 45-7, 42-10, something like that, just to hit. Yeah, that'll get them to the over because the over-under is 47.5 on this one. So I would hop on this early. I would stay away from the uh, money line unless you think the Jets are somehow going to win because they're plus 625. I got 48-0. I'm going to lock it in. It. I'm going to lock this one in. It's a lot, my lock of the week with Seattle and the uh, minus 13 and a half. Get this early if you can get this at that. I got them as a lock, lock, lock of the week of 48 to zero. Lock of the week. <laughs> Good belief. Um, it's a sweep here, but I, I, this is one I don't really want to – I don't really want to call this one. It's funny because I, I watched the entirety of the – well, I watched the condensed Game Pass version of the Jets and Raiders game. And what I watched it for was to see how the Raiders, you know, I'm sorry, how the Jets, you know, were able to, you know, stay close and keep things going. I was looking for something, I was looking for something that I, from the Jets that could carry over into the following week. And what, what, what actually was told me was the Raiders just played really, really bad. The Jets didn't do, the Jets didn't do much more than what, than what they had done week in, week out when I was watching their, 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 you know, their games, the replays of their games. The Raiders just played like trash for so much of that game that, and then they woke up, you know, towards the end. Um, yeah, this is, this, it's just, and, and even that said, it's still tough because obviously it's 13 and a half points and you just know that, you know, for whatever reason, you know the Jets. The Jets can stumble into a thir- into into thirteen points, and if they if they stumble into thirteen points, that means that Seattle has to score twenty seven. You know that's, you know that's that's the thing that that's the thing that scares me off the line a little bit. Um, Wait, before you finish, I just like how you said. No, the Jets actually didn't play well. The Raiders just played terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, like to interrupt before you to make to make you feel to put you at a little bit easier um, in your pick. <laughs> Mims is not going to be there because he's out for family reasons. Crowder might not be there. Frank Gore might be back. And you know, and if you see what Frank Gore does to, does to the scene, you know, you know what to do. Come on. I mean, no, I'm 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 picking this. I'm picking Seattle. They're they're my best bet. Um, and the one thing I will say for Seattle though is they have started to trend. If you watch the game, they watch the game. They've started to trend back towards familiar. Uh, boring ground where you know, you know, Pete Carroll just is. I guess he's trying to preserve Russell Wilson a little bit more. He's not letting Russ, not letting Russ, you know, unleash the ball the way that he he had in previous games. I mean, he did throw forty times uh, in the game against the Giants. Uh, twenty, I believe it was like twenty at twenty passes per game. But he wasn't pushing the ball down the field. He wasn't forcing the forcing the forcing the issue the way that he had been earlier in the season. And so, if they continue to do that, then they'll they'll keep the Jets they'll let the Jets stay in the game because the Jets do have a pretty decent run defense. I mean, if, if there's one thing that they've been able to do pretty well, it's stop the run or at least contain it to some degree. 
Um, so I don't feel good about giving this many points, even for Seattle at home. If the 12s were out there, if the fans were out there, I would feel even better. I would feel better about it because obviously, you know, the fans definitely make, make a difference for Seattle in, this, in these situations. Okay. Um, but they're not. And I'm still going to give the 13 and a half because the Jets just haven't shown anything to prove that they, you know, should be trusted beyond um, beyond a 20 point spread. Anything, any, you know, you give them 20, maybe they cover the 19. Um, but 13 and a half, Seattle should still be able to take that. I want to point mm-hmm. out, I want to point out three things to all the people listening and to us to make us feel better. The Jets give up the most points per game of any team in the league. Seattle gives up 20, it's 22nd. The Jets are 30th. Um, the Jets, the last time they beat Seattle in Seattle was in 1997. Okay. Joey Galloway, was Joey Galloway playing back then? I believe he was. I think Neil, so. Behind five touchdown passes from a young Neil O'Donnell. <laughs> uh, post, post his Pittsburgh career. So that, there's that. The Jets are 21st in interceptions, even though Russell Wilson has been throwing a lot more of them. Seattle is ninth. Um, the Jets' time of possession is second in the league. It's one of the highest. Seattle is 15th. So the Jets may hold on to the ball, but they're not going to do a lot with it. Um, Seattle gives up a lot of points, but they also score a lot of points. And I think they're going to score a lot of points in this one. And their leading rusher is Frank Gore with 500 yards and 142 carries, which works out to about 3.3 carries, 3.3 yards a carry. And that's just to end that. I think the dog agrees with me. He's like, move on. Well, so before you do move on, on I just want to say one thing, though. I do want to say one thing, though. Yeah. It's Marcus May and a bunch of unknowns as the cornerbacks in the backfield. Russell Wilson is not only going to cook, he's going to be chef for, for idea in this. There's no reason for Seattle to run in this game with the Jets having a good run defense. And you don't have Greg, the um, Bounty Williams, and no more back there calling the plays. You guys, I forgot what this dude's guy's name, his back, his um, his replacement is. But who cares? Like I said, protection, Greg Williams, with his uh, frosted tips and new beard that he had to come <laughs> out from from Witsack. Yeah, that guy. All I know is that Russell Wilson is going to be the equate is going to be chef for idea in this. He's gonna he's gonna toss it all over the place. I can see it now. Anyway, all right. Moving on to the next game, we got Malik's Detroit Lions at home against the Green Bay Packers, getting eight and a half points after an unlikely win against the Chicago Bears. Being as the Lions played so well with these big plays and were able to stop, we're able to not stop the run game, which the Packers mm-hmm. do have an issue with. I'm going to go first on this one, and then I'm going to let Malik go. The Lions are getting eight and a half points at home. The over/under on this is fifty-four and a half. I don't see why the Lions are getting so many points. Like, I get it. Green Bay is the better team. Everybody expects them to win. But the eight and a half point spread and the fact that this is an afternoon game, I don't know why, but that just makes me feel a little bit better about the Lions. They're playing in a dome. This line may move up. I kind of expect it to, but I just don't see why um, the Lions are so heavily favored. Aaron Rodgers is 37 years old, which seems to be pretty old for a QB. Adrian Peterson seems to be doing very well with his goal line touches. So if they get down there, we know that they can punch it in. So any turnover, any fumble, or anything that happens, the Green Bay Packers don't have a lot of them on offense, but the Lions will be able to take advantage of it. I'm going to take the Lions to cover here. I think eight and a half is just too many points for a home underdog. So I'm going to take the Lions in the cover at eight and a half points. 
Malik. Yeah, I'll take the Lions as well. Um, I think this is a this is a this is a bit of a it's a bit of a you know high line to cover for the Packers uh, on the road. Um, we typically, I mean, over the last few years, the Lions have actually played Green Bay pretty well uh, and Aaron Rodgers pretty well, especially when you know the game is in Detroit. Um, you know, they have not been they have not played well against the Packers in Lambeau. This is not in Lambeau. Uh, they especially don't play well against the Packers in Lambeau in December. Um, but that's not the case here. They're at home. Um, this is an opportunity for them to, <clears throat> to, you know, again, just keep the ball rolling a little bit for themselves. And, and again, I'm not picking them to win the game, but I, I definitely think that they'll be able to cover the eight and a half. Uh, Kenny Galladay is still out. Uh, Jeff Akuda, the uh, young cornerback, is still out. Uh, but DeAndre Swift may be back. Uh, right now he's listed as questionable. He has practiced a little bit this week. So um, he may be back out there. Uh, and give the give the team a, a another weapon. Uh, give Matthew Stafford and the rest of the team another weapon. Weapon, and um, it feels like Daryl Bevel is is doing some things, you know that, you know Matt Patricia just didn't do, um, especially with that offense. Uh, one of the things that I saw him do against the Bears, I think I mentioned it on this show last week, um, was that I had started hearing that he was you know starting to pick up the pace, uh, starting to you know do things with the um, the the play calling to you know get plays out faster and give Matthew Stafford a little bit more freedom to make plays, you know, off script, um, which, you know, Matt Patricia was known for not doing. Uh, He was, he, he, you know, ran a tight ship there. Um, And that led to Matt Stafford throwing the ball down the field a little bit more, you know, taking a, taking a couple more chances, getting the ball down the field to Marvin Jones, uh, who had a really big game against, uh, against Chicago. So I think that's going to happen again here. Uh, You know, the, the Lions defense is not very good. And I do expect the Packers to score, you know, pretty much at will. But I think that the Lions offense is going to give the Packers a run for their money and, you know, put, put the Packers defenses on their defense on their heels and keep that game close. Um, I could absolutely see the Lions winning this out outright just because it's a division game. And, you know, if, you, if any, anything can happen in those types of situations. But even so, I definitely don't see them losing by more than eight and a half. I think they keep it close and um, maybe, maybe, you know, we find a way to get a, to get a push or something, something where, you know, the lions close out, maybe, maybe lose by three or something like that. So give me the lions and um, I will take the under here. Cause I think 54 and a half is a bit high and it looks like it's the highest over under of the actual weekend so far. So um, yeah, I'm going to take the under on that. They don't expect any defense to be played in this game. And I completely understand why as both teams, um, the Packers are number one in points per game. They have the most 30-point games on the season. The Rams are 19th, but points against the Rams. Oh, the Rams. I'm sorry. The Lions are 31st, and the Packers are 15th. So, and in pass yards per game, these these teams are 8th and 9th. 8th and 9th. The only difference is the rushing game, which the Packers have a clear advantage on the season. So, basically, the Lions just need to focus on slowing down Aaron Jones, which I think they can do a lot better the team that they played last week in the Green Bay Packers when they kind of just lit up. Um, who did they light up? They played the Eagles. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's really just playing against, you know, not, not a team that's really trying that hard right now. And I don't know how hard the Lions are, but they're having more fun playing than Darryl Bevel and their offense is just playing a lot better. So I'm going to go with that and moving on to the Atlanta Falcons. Well, Ant didn't give his pick. Oh, I thought, Ant. I'm sorry. Ant, go ahead. Ants on mute still, so that's why. 
We can't. <laughs> I hear. I see you on the camera, but what, what okay. Do you to say? No, I, sorry about that. Um, so listening to y'all, I'm. I, I really, I really want to pick the lines on this one, just like y'all guys did. But I don't have to go against y'all on this one. Thank you, thank you. I'm really You're gonna welcome. catch up this week. <laughs> hey, you never know. You might just blow the top off, you know, just go for undefeated streak throughout the whole thing. But I doubt it's gonna happen. But anyway, I'm gonna go with Green Bay in this one, and I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the over in this one. All right, Green Bay in the over. He expects a big, big win. Mm-hmm. Coming up next, we got the Atlanta Falcons at the LA Chargers. Falcons going out west are getting one point and a half. I think that's because of the overreaction to the Chargers getting the break speed off of them by the. Uh, New England Patriots, and I think the Atlanta Falcons have the capability to do that as well as they blew out the Las Vegas Raiders. So I am going to have to make this one of my locks of the week, and I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. The Chargers don't have much fight in them. They may like Anthony Lynn. He may have made the right decision by going with um, Justin Herbert, but it has not paid off the last two games as they've had a lot more losses than they've had wins this season. And even though it's a developmental season, Joey Bose is playing great. He can get some pressure on the QB, um, Julio Jones, and also uh, Calvin Ridley are expected to play. I expect the Lions, Lions. I expect the Falcons to be able to win this game quite easily. I think they can cover one and a half point spread on the road. I think playing in the warm weather in LA will be good for them. Um, Los Angeles is on a lockdown, so I don't even know if they're actually going to be playing in that stadium or if they're going to be playing in another stadium in Arizona. I still have yet to understand what's happening with that. Either way, I'm taking the Falcons on the road, minus one and a half, and the over, which is at 48 and a half. And. Well, um, I'm going to go with Atlanta on this one. I really think they, I think they changing things around too as well. But just right now, just give me Atlanta and the, and the under in this one. I just got a feeling they're just going to win this. But give me Atlanta and the under in this one. Atlanta's another 4-8 team that's kind of building towards next season, unfortunately, with a lot of talent. Malik? Yeah, my problem with Atlanta is is they don't seem – they can't run the football. And Todd Gurley has not been you – know, he's been a shell of himself pretty much all season. But at least in the very beginning of the season, he was able to convert short yardage you know, plays and short yardage touchdowns early on. Now he's just not doing any of that. Um, and it may be just design, maybe by design. It may be something that they're doing, um, you know, changing the offense a little bit now that they've been under Raheem Morris for the better part of the season um, at this point, um, and and maybe just putting the ball into Matt Ryan's hands and allowing him to you know fling the ball all over the, all over the yard, um, and that's where it's coming from. But I, I honestly, just think, I think that in order to win football in this in this league, especially in December, you need to be able to run the ball, you know, and they they, they haven't been able to do that. Um, the only reason that I'm picking Atlanta here is because the spread is so low. I think that's just, that's the thing here that's really you know leaning leaning my leaning towards Atlanta because you know Los Angeles can score. We've seen them score. Justin Herbert has been able to do that despite what happened against New England, uh, which you know was just a to me I would I would say that's a blip on the radar um, in that situation. Everything went wrong in that game for them, and it just wound up showing up on the scoreboard that way. Um, so if you pick an Atlanta, you're, you're just picking a team that's good. Did you believe you're picking who's going to win this game? You know, you, you're really, you're really, you know, hedging really here. Um, 
And so um, the only reason I'm picking Atlanta is because the, the line is so low. If it was even uh, another two and a half points up, up, if it was a four-point spread, I'd be taking the Chargers. But at one and a half, I just think Atlanta's going to, you know, find a way to squeak this game out, get a win. They're the better team, but I don't like it, and I don't like the fact that they can't run the football. So I'll take Atlanta, but I do not feel good about this. And I would, I would warn anyone that's really this about thinking about betting. I would warn anybody from from putting money on this game because it can easily, easily get away from the Falcons quickly. Yes, I will agree with you that Todd Gurley has kind of worn down during the rest of the season, and most of his quality games were in the first like six to seven weeks. But that probably goes back to him being diagnosed with like basically arthritis in his knee, even though mm-hmm. he's still under thirty. Yeah. Um, He's worked out for the Falcons. I mean, he's doing what they need him to do. Although the last two weeks, he's only had a total of 16 carries combined in the past two weeks. So I'd like to mention that. And no touchdowns. So every week, he's gone for more than 14 carries. He's had a TD. Or he's, I shouldn't say every week, but most weeks. And most weeks, he's had more than 14 carries. He's averaged about 60 to 70 yards. And he's scored six touchdowns, and he has about 600 yards and 175 carries. So he's not doing terrible. He's just not great, so he's kind of average. But the Chargers are going to give up a bunch of yards. Their rushing defense is kind of middle of the road, so I could see him going off if he needs to. Next up, we have the San Francisco 49ers hosting the nameless Washington football team. So I'm going to let Ant go first on that one as he loves to pick on them and their no-nameness. Yeah, the no-name Washington football team, actually, it's actually did a good surprise. They got the um, – Comeback player of the year on a team. I'm going to actually have to start putting a little bit of respect on, on these guys. I'm going to go with Washington on this one. I'm going to go with them with the, um, with the under on this one. I think they can actually pull this off. San Francisco's a good teams as well, but I'm, I actually like both. I actually want to see this game because this is actually coached by two good coaches right here. But I'm going to go with Washington this one. I'm going to go with Washington and the under, like I said. Okay. I'm going to go next. I like Washington. I like San Francisco. The main difference here is Alex Smith does not turn the ball over. And San Francisco needs to get turnovers to win a game. Now, San Francisco has won five of its last six games between these two teams, recently beating them nine to nothing in week seven last season. Washington is 3-12 and won all-time in road games versus San Francisco with the last win being in 2004. Now, history may not be on their side, but Nick Mullins is still playing for the 49ers, and he has nine touchdowns and nine interceptions. And even though Alex Smith has been playing, as we think, amazing, he has five picks and four TDs. My main concern is Antonio Gibson, and will he play? And right now, they're listing him as out because he didn't practice on Tuesday. He didn't practice on Wednesday. So his toe injury is keeping him out. So I don't know who's going to be the running back for Washington. I don't know who his backup is. Um, I believe Jerome McKissick and Peyton Barber are the other two options. So Peyton Barber may be well-rested and may be able to get it done for them. But um, with this being such a close game and San Francisco having a much better run game, Washington's defense has been very good. But with the kicking game in San Francisco and them just having a little bit better of a quarterback, I'm going to lead towards Washington getting the three and maybe being able to like make this a push, keep it very, very close. So I'm going to take Washington on the road here and hope that Alex Smith will – he doesn't take many chances anyway, that he just makes enough good passes, and the older DBs in San Francisco just aren't able to keep up with the young receivers that are much, much faster on the Washington football team. So I'm going with Washington for the win. Malik. 
Yeah, I'm going to take San Francisco here. Um, they, yeah, I picked them last week, and and I was wrong against. I was wrong. They ran into a much better Buffalo team that you know took it to them. Um, I don't know the thing. The thing actually, I, maybe you guys know, and I can't remember. I haven't seen if have they opened up Santa Clara again for them to play back there, or this is going to be in Arizona again. This is going to be in Arizona. It's going to be in Arizona. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and not that I don't know that that means it means much of anything because obviously no fans, but um, so well, if Arizona, it was in fans, well, if it was, if it was in, you know, in the, 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 the comfortable confines of their home stadium, maybe, maybe the line would be a little bit, a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, but I think you, you made a great point, Ace, you know, Antonio Gibson has been a really important, you know, important piece uh, for them, for the Washington football team. Uh, him being him not being there and he's been there for every game thus, thus far this season. I know that because he's been on my fantasy team for every game thus far this season. Um, so the fact that he's not going to be there is a big blow for this offense. Um, Alex Smith has been, you know, serviceable. He's been good at times. He's been, you know, uh, not so good at other times. And, you know, he's so I would say he's about average at this point. Um, and that's that. Washington defense is nothing to be played with. <laughs> that front seven is something to something special. Um, they put they have put together a really good pass rush and a really good defense to keep things close. But that's the thing. See, San Francisco don't have a problem playing it close. San Francisco doesn't have a problem playing it and running the football forty times in this game uh, with you know with their stable of running backs and giving Nick Mullins an opportunity to make one or two you know key throws to get them to win. And I think that's what's going to happen here. Uh, they're going to try to keep it as close as they possibly can. Washington is coming off of a big win against Pittsburgh, as we talked about a little bit earlier. And so maybe they're, maybe they're due for a little bit of a letdown. Um, but in any event, I think that the San Francisco, the San Francisco team is, is going to be game for getting a win in their quote-unquote home uh, stadium, you know, and uh, taking, taking one that they should that they should actually win here. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and give it to the San Francisco 49ers. I'll give the three uh, and I will play 43 and a half is the over under here. So I will play the under. All right. And what do you gotta say? I already I already gave you a mind. You did? You went yeah. with Washington. Yeah, I did. Gave me Washington. All right. Moving on, we got the New Orleans Saints going to the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts set to start his first NFL game. And that is why I'm picking the Orleans Saints to cover minus seven on the road because Jalen Hurts is not an NFL quarterback. The fact that he got replaced by Tua Tagovailoa and then went to Oklahoma and showed me why he got replaced in the following season because he cannot throw and the lack of receivers for the Philadelphia Eagles leads me to believe that the Saints and their veteran defense will take advantage of a rookie quarterback who is not really ready to start. I think the Saints are going to blow the brakes, blow the doors off of them, beat the brakes off of them, whatever you want to call it, put the paws on them. Them Johns down there in Philly are going to be booing Jalen Hurts, and they're going to be calling for Carson Wentz to come back in. I don't think that's going to help much either. He's not a guy who likes to have a lot of competition for the quarterback spot. He wants to know it's his team. Taysom Hill may actually throw another couple touchdown passes this week if he's going to play again. I don't really think that matters. I'm betting on the Saints defense to just hold down the Eagles offense. And the Saints might score 21, 20 points, 20 to 7. Saints cover. Saints are my lock of the week. Book it. Malik. Yep, Saints here as well. Uh, and I'm locking them in as, as a best bet for me as well. Um, look, 
Drew Brees is actually healthy. Um, what I what I, from what I've been hearing, what I've been reading uh, a lot is. Drew Brees, is, Drew Brees is healthy, and if he had to play this week, he could play. Um, he's been practicing with the team, and he could potentially be he – could, he could be getting out there. But there's a reason that he's not. It's not because Taysom Hill is the future of the organization, and what? Taysom Hill is the future to be – he's not – Taysom – I, I love Taysom Hill. He's not the next Steve Young, okay? <laughs> but the reason why he's not – the reason why Drew Brees is not coming back is because Philadelphia does not pose a, a major threat to this team. This is not a game that they can't win without Drew Brees. And this is why I think, and you know, call it, call it, call it conspiracy theorists all you want. Um, I know Drew Brees was hurt. I know Drew Brees was hurting. And I know that Drew Brees, I know, yeah, I'm just saying, I know he was hurting. But if he, they picked the right time to send him out because the games that they have played have been against Atlanta twice, you know, a Denver team that had no quarterback, and now the Philadelphia team is starting a rookie who, you know, had to go to Oklahoma to show that he could throw the football and still didn't get drafted until the third, what, second, second round, third round? Second or third um, round, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and again, and I, and I, don't, I don't have a problem with Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts actually has a little bit of um, – he's got a little bit of uh, – he's got a little bit of Donovan McNabb in him in terms of just being oh, – you know, No, he's got a little bit of that in him in terms of being – in terms of being uh, you know, he – He's a he's a fighter, you know. He's gonna he's he's gonna he's gonna show some things that uh, show some skills out there. I think he's gonna do some interesting things. I honestly do. I mean, I watched him a lot in Oklahoma last uh, last season. Yeah. Um, yeah, primarily because I I wanted to I wanted to root for the kid because I felt I felt bad for him, you know, losing his job that way. Um, and I felt like he you know hadn't had he got he got a little bit of a raw deal. So you know, but still. You know, this is this is the Saints. This is not you know a Big Ten defense that he's got, he's got, he's going to be facing. 12, this is a Big Twelve, yeah, yeah. It's not a Big Twelve defense that he's going to be facing. This is a you know high caliber NFL defense that he's going to be up against. Um, that's going to figure out a way to make things make life very very uncomfortable for him. So while I think that the future of Philadelphia is Jalen Hurts, uh, and you've heard it here first, I think Carson Wentz is done. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think the future is today. So let's move forward with the saints. Future is not now. The future is not now. We're going to move forward here with the saints, uh, and giving the seven and, and coming in and taking care of business against the Eagles. Okay. All right. We may have to move on without, uh, Ant, our third commentator here. He's having system issues. I believe, uh, Texas has just lost internet. Or maybe it's just his house or San Antonio. I don't know. But I think yeah. Greg Abbott has uh, taken over the internet and shut it down down there in a protest over uh, recent decisions that have been made. I don't know. But uh, maybe it's just some protesting the Cowboys. But Ant says he can hear us. So if he unmutes himself, maybe he can answer the question of whether or not he thinks that the Saints or the Eagles will cover the seven-point spread. Can he do that? Or can you text me since you can hear me and I will just repeat your pick. Shutting it down, he will be back in a second, folks. Okay. So moving on without him, we'll circle back to Ant. I think he's just going to go against me just because and just take the Eagles. Um, I mean, no, he oh, said he takes the Saints in the under. He just texted it. This is, this is breaking, this is breaking, pod, breaking the fourth wall of the podcast 
Anthony is here. He is texting putting us, us he's on texting a us on a pod. podcast, which great, is great amazing. Pod. Yeah. Which is amazing. He's telling us this is a lock of the week. He's he's locking it in, Saints and the under. Um, so that's his best bet. All right. Our second to last game, Sunday night football, which is gonna be a good one actually. Two teams that are expected to be in the playoffs are definitely gonna be in the playoffs, definitely leading the division. We got the Buffalo Bills hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers coming off an underwhelming loss against the Washington football team. Everybody's going to be tuning into this game. We got the future and the present. We got Ben Roethlisberger going against his doppelganger in Josh Allen. Much better runner, not as good of a thrower. Similar styles, two big-arm quarterbacks, two very tall gentlemen. Don't really look similar but two people who have been adopted by small football cities and the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers, I am going to be taking Josh Allen because his receivers hold on to the ball. And he has a better running game because I thought Benny Snell was going to be able to run the ball. Surprisingly, he has done piss poor. He has ruined my fantasy playoffs, which he knocked me out of last week by getting a whole three points. So thank you, <laughs> Benny Snell. Um, I shouldn't pick up anyone else but him. I should have played Adrian Peterson, who was on my bench, who had two TDs. But who knew? I'm taking the Bills. We're minus, we're minus one and a half at home. I understand why. It's going to be a hard-nosed game. Um, Steelers' best defensive player was out, which did affect last week's game. Ben Roethlisberger's doing his best. His receivers aren't exactly doing their best. And the coach called him out, and deservedly so. So maybe they'll step up and get it done. But the Bills do seem to have the edge in youth, maybe on offense and on the offensive line. I think they're just a bit better than the Steelers. Um, Chase Young and Montez Sweat won't be pass rushing them, but they do have Ed Oliver coming up the middle. And Marcel, no, not Marcel Darius, what am I talking about? He hasn't been there in years. And the linebackers <laughs> for the Bills are much, much better. Tremaine Edmonds is tremendous, to say the least. So I'm going with the Bills and the cover in this one. Malik. Yeah, it's hard to it's 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 funny because you know it's the Pittsburgh Steelers are eleven and one. I mean, this is a team that you yeah, know on 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 paper, there's no reason that they should be. I mean, this should be a this this should be a pick if at the, the Bills at the be worst ten and two if not for that miracle catch by Nuke. That that was right. a crazy game. So. Right, was it was a great game? But I mean, at the very worst, an eleven and one team. 11 and one team traveling to Buffalo, you know, against a team that's what nine and two or nine, nine and three, nine and three. something like that. Um, I would have expected this to go, you know, go towards the Pittsburgh Steelers or at the very least be a pick. Yeah. The fact that they're even, you know, that they're dogs in this for probably the first time in the season yeah. um, is actually pretty, 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 pretty alarming here for a team that, you know, just won 11, just came off of winning 11 straight and lost a really close game to a Washington, to Washington, you know, five, remember five yeah. days after they just played against yes. Baltimore, and, yeah. despite, and, and Washington had like a week and a half off because they had played on Thanksgiving and then didn't have the to play again until the following Monday. Yeah, right. So, so that's, and that's why it's, I just find it, I just find it hilarious that like no one's giving the Pittsburgh a chance to win this game. No one's, mm. I mean, well, I mean, it's not that they was giving them a chance really. That, that people are that, that they're dogs in this. That's why I said I would have taken them as I would have said it's like put you know them as a it pick. It's it's the fact that you know they can't run. 
Well, and either that's the other that thing. Or, either that or Benny Snell is going to have the game of his life in like. Well, that's well, the other thing. James Conner is supposed to be back. He's off the COVID protocols, so he should be back um, this this weekend, um, which should give them a little bit more more firepower uh, in their offense. And so I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I think the Pittsburgh, at the very least, give me the one and a half. I think the Pittsburgh. I think this is one of those slugfest games where Pittsburgh and and uh, Buffalo fight it out. And maybe it's a one-point swing here, here or there that gets somebody a win. I could see this game going into overtime. I think this is a playoff. I think this is a potential playoff matchup between two teams that you know have just, that are obviously deserve to be there, and are going to give each other you know hell. Um, okay. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna take Pittsburgh. I'll take I'll, I'll take the one and a half, um, and either they'll either they'll win it outright or they'll lose it by you know by a point. And um, and I'll be able to 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 cover there. So give me the Steelers, um, and, and and I will put these in. I put put them in as the, my final best bet as well. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm still sticking with the Bills. The Steelers do have a much better defense. I think they may be getting tired. I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking a little bit too much about it. But um, the Steelers statistically have the better defense. Both of these teams are exact on points per game average. The Steelers have the number one points against, so they give up. The, they have the best scoring defense in the league. The only thing that the Bills have is that they have more yards per game, much greater passing yards per game, about a little bit more in rushing yards per game. So they have the better rushing offense, but they have a younger quarterback who can run. So that might be the advantage right there. So maybe they won't be used to having a you know running quarterback like this who can kind of just push it in from about four or five yards out and also kind of throw it with uh, the combination of Beasley and Diggs. So I'm going to give the Bills the slight advantage here. I don't know what Ant is uh, – what is he, smoke signaling us? What's going on now? <laughs> no, on. I, think, I think he's restarting his, 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 uh, his situation at, at home, and so that's why he's not, he's not coming back. But, okay. um, yeah, we'll, we'll get Ant's picks in before, you know, before the end of the uh, – before the end of the – before we actually get this out, we'll get Ant's picks in. Yeah. You guys can check for us, uh, and maybe you can put them up on the site so you can see, the, see that there. Up on, yeah, I'll put them up on the Facebook page, and I'll also put them up on Twitter. So we'll get just Ant's picks on there. Yeah, we'll that was good. His, uh, we'll put all of our best bets in on Twitter so you can see those. Follow us at, at @sportsgodspicks on Twitter. And we're going to go into the last game, which is the Ravens, going to the Cleveland Browns. Shockingly a big division rival game in the same division that's being led by the 11-1 Pittsburgh Steelers, who's going to have possibly three teams in the playoffs if some things go the Ravens' way. They needed that win last week after dropping one to the uh, New England Patriots, and they got it. Um, beat down the Cowboys. The Ravens are coming off of a short week, so they're getting to play on Monday night again. A lot of advantages given this to this team, but Lamar Jackson is going to be healthy. Um, they are favored by two on the road in Cleveland, which is kind of shocking. Cleveland has been doing it. Their defense is tremendous. Miles Garrett is playing off the chain. Best they're, ball of his life. Seriously. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield had the best game he's ever had as a pro last week. I mean, I think it's the best game he'll ever have. Like he'll, like, I think he may have just he may have just peaked. I think he just might have peaked. He's like Zach Morris. He's had a Zach Morris game or something like that. He's peaked. He's he, don't don't try to get more out of him. Blue Mountain State <laughs> games, six touchdowns, seven hundred yards. Yeah, he. I don't know. I I mean, I want to give the edge to the Ravens here, but the Cleveland's at home. It's two points, which in the game like this is basically a pick 'em. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb because I like this game and I like the Ravens in this game. 
their defense has been playing great. They've been getting it done. And I like their corners and their safeties because they're very aggressive. Their defense seems to be a little bit faster, but they don't rush as well as Cleveland. Um, the offensive line for Baker, was it Baker and the Browns at home even? They're not really having any home fans, I don't believe, in Ohio just yet. So I don't think that's really going to impact the game. Um, the over-under on this is 47.5. I think it's kind of high. This is definitely going to be a much lower scoring game. Ravens have kind of perfected this rushing game. And each guy can go off for 90 yards, and anybody can score a touchdown. So you don't really know where it's going to come from from them. So I think that's a big advantage. Willie Sneed, I think, is coming back off the COVID-19 list, right, if I'm not mistaken. So this gives them one more healthy receiver to throw to. I have to check on that real quick. Yep, yep. It is happening, right? Okay, so I'm going to be yep. taking the Ravens. They're 7-5. and five. They win this. It pushes them into the playoffs, right? They're, they're, they're right on the edge right there. So Baltimore's, yeah, they're, they're number five looking at Vegas. Vegas loses, Indianapolis wins, they win. Miami loses, they're eight and five. They're the number two seed in the wild card, and they get to travel to. They get to travel to Tennessee to go play them in the first round again, which makes it very interesting for the playoffs. The AFC seems to be the much the much tougher conference, so that'll be make for much better playoff matchups. But instead of getting and have ourselves lock it in, my last lock of the week, Baltimore Ravens minus two at Cleveland. Their offense just won't be able to do enough against this defense, and the Ravens can run, and that defense will travel. Ravens under minus two. Malik. You just don't believe in Cleveland, man. Nope. Believe land. Nope. Believe land. Believe land. It's, huh? it's, Is LeBron it's, playing it's, tight it's, end for them? Because then, then you might convince me. <laughs> I mean, no. No? I've, said, I've okay. said now for multiple weeks, I've said for multiple weeks, that Cleveland is playing their best football because they are playing it so close to the vest. Kevin Stefanski may very well. I'm not. I'm. I, I suffice to say, I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Stefanski got Coach of the Year. I, I'm to be honest with you. This is because this is a team that I don't think anybody. Everybody knew that they had the talent, but for a team that had so much turmoil, so many questions going into this beginning of the season, lost their. You know their best receiver, you know, for lack of a better, lost their best receiver for the entire season in Odell Beckham, um, lost Nick Chubb for a, you know, a good portion of the year, you know, and still was able to piece together, you know, a, a put together a quality season with, you know, a quarterback that everybody had, up until now has been, had been calling a bust, you know, had been basically, basically saying he was a waste of a number one overall pick. And, you know, he's proven that he's actually, he's actually pretty good. Um, Look, Cleveland getting two. I'm going to take the two. I'm going to. I'm going to give me the two points. You know, Cleveland has shown that they are capable of, um, you know, running the football, winning the way that they play, and Baltimore plays the same way. Um, I love Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson is a, you know, is a great, great player, um, and he's 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 exciting to watch. He's he's fun fun to watch. He's exciting to see. Um, but he still hasn't shown shown the ability to consistently push the ball down the field, consistently throw Randy at a level. MVP. He hasn't shown the ability this year to consistently throw at a level that's that's going to, you know, keep him uh, from that keeps other teams at bay. And the defense is not as good as it was last year. It's just not as good as it was last year. Um, so 
I will, I'm going to take Cleveland. You give me the two points. I will take them and I'll oh, run with points. it. That's all it took was two points. I'll take the whole, I, I, again, I don't, I don't like, I've never liked these types of games. I don't like these low, these low spreads like that. Cause it means that, you know, obviously it's a 50, 50, it's a pick them here. And, you know, most folks are leaning towards, you know, just, just kind of saying who, who do you think is going to win? So I'm actually going to pick Cleveland to actually outright win this game. Um, and I would take them on the money line if, if I, you know, but they, they're, they're plus on the money line. So it's not like you're, you're not getting much. You're only getting 115 um, on the money line here. Um, but so yeah, I, I definitely going to take Cleveland. Give me the, give me the two points and I'll roll with that there. So Cleveland having lost to Baltimore game one, six to 38 doesn't convince you that this, this may not be the it's a different team. You know, oh, okay. these are two these are two different teams. That's true. They, playing. Had, their, they had Odell Beckham Jr. Though. Well, I mean, these are two different teams. They're, they're, they're you know, Cleveland has found I, – I feel like Cleveland has found themselves um, and, and, and what they're going to do. And this is going to be an old-school AFC North matchup between two teams that are, you know, pretty much going to try to play the same way. They're going to bludgeon each other at the line of scrimmage. They're going to both try to run the football. And it's going to come down to whether or not, you know, you trust – Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield to throw the ball when necessary to get, get it to their receivers. And I'm not saying I don't trust Lamar Jackson because I do, but I think that Baker Mayfield is playing well enough to keep yeah. that game close. I hear and again, potentially win the game out, win the game outright. All right. And before you go, I just want to um, say welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad the uh, power is back on and the internet is back on. Greg Abbott is no longer banning you from the internet. Um, Welcome back to the internet. Thank you, thank you. The Baltimore Ravens have beaten five playoff teams. The Cleveland Browns have beaten, I should say five playoff teams, five teams with winning records. The Cleveland Browns have beaten two teams with winning records, with winning records. The Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans, who they beat last week. Every other team they've beaten has a losing record including the entire NFC East and every other team in their division that they played, they've lost to aside from the Cincinnati Bengals, who they beat by three points. Um, teams they beat have losing points. records because they played them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, they're that good. They just ruined your season. And you're up. Can't well, argue with that logic. Well, before that said, <laughs> well, before that said, I, I like Malik's argument. I believe in Cleveland in this one, so I'm going to go for Cleveland. I bet you do. Yeah, I'm taking Cleveland. I'm taking it with the with the over in this one. I think they're actually going to actually my fault under on this one. You want to make this one of your locks of the week? Oh, this will be my lock of the week. I'll put this as one of my locks of the week. Go, sounds I'll go good. for it. Sounds good. It definitely sounds good because I actually believe in this coach because he actually <laughs> take Baker Mayfield and actually put him to where he can actually do his best to win the, win these games. And I think they can actually win this game here. And people say, until they prove me wrong, yeah. the ball Jackson has been figured out. Yes, he was MVP last year, but they figured out more in – oh, not more. In, um, what's the um, OC, offensive coordinator for, for Baltimore? I don't know. I, don't, I only know John Harbaugh. No, 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 no. no they have, they oh, have their offensive coordinator. Uh, you mean not Daryl Bell? I'm sorry. No, that's a that, that's a bum. He's Wink not even. Martindale. He doesn't care. I was talking about him at the beginning of the season. <laughs> he said Wink uh, Martindale. <laughs> yeah, Wink Martindale's our defense coordinator. That's no, no, hilarious, no. man. Yeah, 
that also is a former game host show, game show. I host. know, uh, I know. Um, it's Greg Roman. Greg, yeah, Roman. Greg Roman running the same defense, same offense since 2011. Yes, he's been running the Kaepernick offense. So they yeah. basically the league has figured out this is what it is: is the Kaepernick offense. So they <laughs> basically they basically got him figured out for now. So I'm gonna go believe in Cleveland. How you said it, Malik, before? Believe, believe land. Yeah, believe land. Yes, I believe. <laughs> Go with that. Haven't heard that since 20, was that, 2016, 2017, when LeBron was saying it? When LeBron was saying it. <laughs> and they made that ESPN doc. Um, and I just want to also get your pick for the uh, Bills-Steelers game. The Bills are at home, and the Bills are giving one and a half for the Steelers. Okay, for that one, I'm definitely going to go with the Bills. And the, the over-under is 47 and a half, and that makes a difference. Oh, wait a minute. This is Bills and Steelers. This is not just Bills versus a, a bum team. No, 9-3 and three versus 11-1. and one. Wow, this I is hard. Well, the pressure is on since you had you had a lot of time to think about it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, and, and this one, you know, I, I really like the Bills and stuff like that. They've been playing really good this year. But you know what? Just because of that guy, Bermuda, I don't want him to smile too much. And, you know, Bobby picking his team all the time. So I'm going to go with the Steelers on this one. I'm going to go Steelers on the under this. I think this is going to be still wow. a close game on this one. You, sir, are indeed a hater. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, right. I'm glad you're not putting money on this. So oh. listen to Ant on that one because we know why he's picking that. His <laughs> reasons are kind of valid, I guess. I don't it's know. It's kind of valid. Yeah. There's, been, there's, um, Big ben, there's Big Ben going in here. It's 50-50. It's the future and the past playing against each other. Um, John Connor's coming off of the Rona list, so he might be healthy enough to do this. I'm still picking on the Bills. Tremaine Edmonds, shout out to Ed Oliver in Houston. And um, yeah, man, oh. I think the Bills is going to win. Did you get my text from before about the Saints and the Saints and the under? We put the Saints in the under, yes. And we I put, put it as a lock of the, the week. Yep. It's one of your locks of the week, and we are, yeah, we're all in agreement on the Saints. Atlanta, Seattle, Indy, Carolina, and Tampa Bay. So they may; those may actually be our best bets. And you want to lock in one more lock of the week, Tampa. You have another one you want to put in there just before we get off this. Let's see who I got as my lock so far. So you far, you got Chicago. Chicago, Seattle, New Orleans, and Cleveland. Yeah. Hmm, this is a toughie. You mean I didn't put Jets as the lock of the week? No, you have been. No, you haven't. For you. They've been sucking it up and losing. So. I'm going to put Seattle as the lock of the week, too. This is going to be a blowout. It's going to be 48-0. No, you, you have Seattle as a lock. Oh, oh, I was about to say, I know yeah. I, put, I put that there. I know. When you said 48-zip, I said he must, be, he must be putting this one as a lock, even though you didn't actually say it. Yeah. 48-0 we'll means they're, they're likely to cover. I think I put Tampa, too, right? I know. You didn't no, put you it. Didn't. We, I don't, we, you didn't put Tampa in. You want to put them in? Yeah, I'll put Tampa in this one. All right. All right, folks, there we have it. Those are our best bets of the week. Please follow us at Sports God Picks and at Sugarcane Media on Facebook. Any shout-outs y'all guys have? Um, again, shout-out shout out to Mitchell Trubisky, man. Shout-out to Mitchell you know Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> shout-out to my main man. Just when, just when I thought – because you know what? Mitchell Trubisky is the ultimate – don't turn away from the don't turn away from the screen type of quarterback, you know. Wow. Because he, you know that that game, I was watching that game, and you know we you and I were texting, texting during yeah. that game. We were yeah. on the chat like, talking oh, we during got that this. game. And 
after we after the Lions had scored that touchdown, and I had I was happy, right? Because the Lions scored the touchdown to cover. Like they yes. were gonna cover regardless. Like I think the, I think the spread yes. was like six six points or something like that. So three points, no, three points. The Bears were up. So, 30 the Bears were seven, and I was yeah. like, "You got to be kidding!" The me. Bears were up three, and the Lions were going to cover, and I was perfectly fine with us losing but covering, because I said this was going to be awesome. <laughs> and then Mitch Trubisky sack, strip, fumble, and I said, "Oh my God, we're going to win!" That <laughs> yeah. yeah, was before Peterson. So you know what? Shout out to Mitchell Trubisky for making my week, because I've had a really shitty week, but it started really, really well with that victory. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm glad that that brightened up your week. I've had a pretty good week at work, so I'm, I'm kind of happy. And uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, my boy Greg Williams there. You know, he, they should build a statue in front, for him in front of MetLife. You know, that, you know, he's the greatest coach of all time for this year. He, he deserved a well-earned one-month vacation. Shout-outs to him. He might never get a job again, but shout-outs to Greg Williams. Wow. You know, I, I, I get that Greg Williams has done this before. But yeah. that just that just shows me he actually picked the funny thing is Greg Williams actually picked picked the play that you can find in Madden. Like he picked <laughs> a zero blitz. Like this so many he picked a zero blitz yeah. against and I was like I have seen that play. I've seen I know what that play is in Madden. I know exactly what it is and I've I always said to myself I No, but that's the thing is if you don't play Madden like you don't run that play. Oh no, mm-hmm. I do. Because if you run that play, be aggressive. And be no one get and, and 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 the blocks get picked up even mm-hmm. for a smidgen. Yeah. The receiver's just gonna run right past the corner He's and it's gone. gonna be over. You He's know, gone. and that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially a quarterback that wasn't drafted, you know, and he's a rookie, and you're going it's against quite the fastest guy in the league. <laughs> hey, Man, I, I feel like Greg Williams. I feel like Greg Williams must have used that play in Madden the, that night before and said, you know what, it'll work. Go for it. <laughs> so Greg Williams, balls to the wall. Go for it, my dude. He deserved that Rocky statue right now. Oh, Lord. Anyways, shout out to the Jets for snatching defeat from the jaws of victory again. Um, I enjoyed that. They made my week a little bit more enjoyable because my Chicago Bears kind of hurt. Um, shout out to Coach K for Simon saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't be playing college basketball during the pandemic. Maybe we should shut this down and let the kids go home for Christmas. Talking a little sense into the world. Coach and K has all the money he needs. That's why he don't want it. He does. There's a lot of there's a lot of coaches out there. There's a lot of coaches out there that need that scratch. Okay, we need that chicken, homie. Go 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 out there and play basketball. <laughs> all right. And I gotta go to work. Let them go to work too. <laughs> pay the pay the players, damn it. Just pay the players and, and then make them go to work. And shout out to my Jacksonville Jaguars, who are my surrogate covering team who always covered 10-point spreads. Thank you for coming through for me. When all the doubters were against me, you were for me. Thank you very and you're much. Pick- and, and so much that you're picking against them this week. Yeah, they didn't get 10 and a half points this week. So almost forgot. <laughs> rules I is need, rules. rules. Almost forgot. Rules. I need to give another shout-out. I need to give a shout-out to Josh Allen. You know, better watch out for those Pittsburgh linebackers this week. You know, but I'm rooting for you. Even though, even though I picked against you, I'm rooting for you. All right. That is it. This makes us the longest podcast I think we've had on record. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, I will see you gentlemen probably next week, if not sooner. Or yeah. I'll see you on Zoom, if not sooner. I'll talk to y'all later, and we are out. Am I really hard to please? Perhaps I have such special needs. I wondered what was wrong with me. <laughs> 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 Running.